Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen. I'm not joined by Ollie Davis. I'm instead joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hello, mate. You alright? Hello, mate. It's Double Chopper Day. It's Double Chopper. Ch- uh, isn't that a... Oh, God, I'm getting myself confused. Is that is that like a double whopper? Is that a thing that exists? Well, the, yeah, from Burger King, right? Yeah, double whopper. So yeah. it's, it's a double a, chopper a, whopper. A double chopper whopper day. Exactly. You're on both the... On both the NXT and AEW podcasts, because Ollie's just a bit too sad uh, mm. with all of the, uh, the the heartbreaking news. If you haven't watched his news episode that he did today on the mass WWE releases, I highly recommend you go check it out because it is it's an excellent breakdown. Aside from the one error that he made in there, where he said that Mike and Maria were expecting their next child when actually Maria gave birth in February, which actually I didn't know um that uh it's a it's a great video it's an absolutely fantastic video i highly recommend everyone go check it out yeah i literally just watched it just before we started recording it it's a it's a great video do go and watch it indeed uh but before you do that perhaps let's get into the aew review this week um where we're going to be talking about the john moxley jake hager main event and ask the question was it an empty arena success here is the show But we are going to be talking about uh, last night's episode of AEW Dynamite. In particular, the main event of the show, the very much hyped Jake Hager versus John Moxley AEW Championship match. This was an empty arena, no hold barred match. And they've been building this for the last couple of weeks with some really, really cool uh, vignettes and stuff and promos from Hager and from Moxley. Lots of uh, footage of Hager training and, and, you know, the way that Moxley is preparing for this match. And even throughout this show, they had sort of like these 
kind of promos to Cameron that were filmed on people's phones from sort of like MMA experts and wrestling experts giving their thoughts on the match. Uh, we had Ariel Halwani give his thoughts, like Taz gave his thoughts, um, Excalibur gave his thoughts, the Inner Circle did, loads of people that I don't know from MMA, even including a, a couple of actors, you know, people from Bellator. And it was, you know, they, they were sort of the MMA guys were all picking Hager because of his MMA background. Or you know, in a circle were, but if you came from a wrestling background, you were picking Moxley because this is this is going to be a different kind of fight than than Hager is used to, and that led to the match. And I'll be honest, I thought the the build that they did throughout the show did give it a big match feel, which I didn't think it would have done, considering that it's Hager versus Moxley on TV. Yeah, I I thought yeah the build to it I thought was fantastic. I thought those promos throughout the night were brilliant. Uh, there was one in particular where Taz broke down uh, Jake Hager's submission that he does and the different grips he utilizes on the submissions and how they affect the hold and it showed clips of him using that submission in Bellator and how he used it to great effect and how Moxie should really be aware of this and it had like a proper like real <laughs> to quote WWE here real feel to it uh, <laughs> it, it really kind of elevated that match where I think I'm going to disagree with you, though, is I wasn't a huge fan of the match itself. I thought the build was great. I was really looking forward to it, and I do agree. It felt like a big fight feel, and I really bought into it. But as the match progressed, I was like, this isn't as good as I'd want it to be. And I don't know whether that's because it was the empty arena, so we didn't have those kind of reactions to play off that you've been used to on the rest of the episode from Dynamite when you have the few people surrounding the ring. I think one of the major reasons is probably JR's commentary that really, mm -hmm. like, bogged it down for me. That was one of the major points, I think, for me. Because um, nothing really felt, like, big when you didn't have anyone kind of playing it up. Because it was just JR by himself doing solo commentary for this main event. And there were several times where I found myself looking at, like, a really big spot. And I was like, oh, that looked like it hurt kind of thing. Like, uh, you know, Hager would whip Moxley uh, really hard into like a barricade and he'd, and he'd collapse onto the floor and JR wouldn't even react to it. And then he'd be like, big opportunity for Hager in this match. I'm like, what? react to what's happening, JR. Like, it, it really just kind of took me out because he didn't really get excited for anything. It, it really kind of just brought me down a little bit. I was like, come on, man. This is the main event. This is a world title match. Yeah, and if he wasn't saying, like, oh, this is a big opportunity for Hager, he'd be like, why are there railings there? There's yeah. no fans in attendance. Or, like, when, like, Hager grabs the chair and he's like, why are there chairs here? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it, was, it did feel a bit salty, JR, which we haven't mm. had for a while. I think what really would have improved this match was just sticking with the Shivani and Jericho commentary, because I think those two are working really, really well together, and I think they're really helping get a lot of stuff over. And if you didn't want to have Jericho on there because of the, you know, the, the, the Moxley thing, Cody would have been a sort of a mm. great uh, color guy to have on there. But I, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really funny as well because part of the build to this match was that JR was doing commentary. You know, they were saying that it's not just an empty arena match. It's an empty arena match for the title with JR on commentary. And I agree with you that I do think that the JR stuff wasn't particularly great. I did actually enjoy the match, though. Um, perhaps this is some uh, semblance of bias uh, uh, shining through, but I thought the the opening portion of this, where they were doing the the MMA fighting in in the ring, which was in sort of Moxie's wheelhouse, then uh, sorry, in Hager's wheelhouse, Moxie spilling that to the floor so they can create it into this sort of fight around the the building, then getting back into the ring, and then Hager going to Moxley's wheelhouse to use the um, uh, using the steel chair and things like that. 
and then Moxley using you know uh, he even tried to he did the sort of paradigm shift into a submission attempt of his own it almost felt like either guy was sort of like changing up their game to try and beat the other at their own game and, and in the end it was a paradigm shift onto the steel chair which was in Moxley's wheelhouse to get the win and Moxley's selling of the fight was really cool afterwards as well because he really sold it like it was a huge huge beating and a huge like obstacle to overcome and I think that it's, it's to AEW's credit that they have made Hager feel like a, a legit threat. Certainly not, to, maybe not to the title, because I don't think anyone was going into this thinking Hager was going to win the title, apart from you know Errol Halwani maybe. But um, but it did make it feel like he was a threat to Moxley and that he could possibly beat Moxley. So I th- I think that is to to AEW's credit in in certain aspects there. So I did actually overall I, I really enjoyed it. I don't think it was like particularly spectacular or anything, but. I think you could make the argument it's the best North American world title match in 2020. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. A lot, lot of parameters there, mate. And the only reason I thought that was like, well, it was better than both the world title matches at Mania. <laughs> it was, yeah. I guess, I guess so. Uh, it was it was better than Goldberg Fiend. <laughs> yeah, it was better than it Goldberg was, Fiend. I guess it was better than Fiend Brian from Royal Rumble. I prefer um, Fiend Brian that, to this, but that's was just that a Royal me. Rumble or was that Elimination that, Chamber? That was Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, the strap yeah, yeah, match, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yes. the strap on match. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Right. And then there was obviously uh, Moxley Jericho at Revolution, which probably was the better match. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so okay, so it, okay, so it's the second best world title <laughs> match in North America in 2020. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I, I did enjoy this match. Uh, I thought it was good. I just didn't think it was as good as it could have been, or as good as maybe it should have been with the hype that it had going into it and the effective build that they did have. Um, I thought there were some really like cool spots in it. There was like Hager using the chair on Moxie's ankle and then immediately getting him into an ankle lock. I was like, that's a that's a great spot. Um, mm. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. But you know, Jr. was like, here we go. <laughs> what does that mean, Jr.? Come on. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm getting sidetracked here, but yeah. But I, I, but, I, but I think you're I think you're right, and I wonder if that is one of the reasons because the reason why we kind of came up with this title for the the video. Sorry to cut you off there, but it's just it was the the. I think people are a bit down on this match. The all the feedback I've had for this, you know, we put this up on Twitter. Was it a success? And all the feedback we had to that was nope. And <laughs> someone someone tweeted me today saying that they didn't think the match was good either. They thought it was actually the most boring, you know, a really boring Moxley match. Mm. Yeah, but I wonder I, if that is so. As you say, is part of the, it's the JR thing. I I think so. I I think that's probably one of the things that brought it down. I think that combined with having people who react to stuff for the rest of your show and then having the empty arena a match with nothing for the rest of it and also something that i noticed in the first you know first few minutes of the match which i thought was odd is that you could barely hear moxley and hager as it is there was no kind of shouting there was no like talking to each other there was no like you know even just like when they go for a headlock and they kind of like grunt as they're doing it it was just nothing it was just like two people who were like practicing a match it wasn't like a proper you know it didn't feel like it had that sort of intensity that uh it had at the start and and i i really liked it that they were doing the kind of mma wrestling kind of trying to get the one up with holds thing i think that's a good story to tell i just don't think it was executed as well as it could have been i think Mm -hmm. um and then on top of that the jr thing and 
and yeah not having the people react to it and then it was yeah i i i wasn't a huge fan of that spot where he kind of hit the paradigm shift into a submission simply because i was like hmm. did he hit the paradigm shift did he is it just a submission because hager kind of got straight up from it and i don't know whether that, that was supposed it... to be a no sell of the paradigm shift or it was supposed to be like no that was just a submission and it wasn't the paradigm shift i was i was a bit confused about that so, so that's a story they have been telling on TV, mm. which is that Moxley hit him with the paradigm shift, but Hager did get straight back up off of it. Mm. So I think they were just sort of like building off from right. that. And so Moxley, knowing that he might just get straight back off of it, locked in a submission instead to try and ground him down a bit more. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually really, really like that. I was particularly like the, uh, the, the figure four around the... Um, sort of the guardrail like the, mm. the handrail thing as people walking down the steps i thought that was quite nice as well yeah it was good apart from hager selling the wrong knee but sure correct me if i'm wrong i think he sold the wrong knee but that's okay um yeah no no i i did enjoy it and i like that they spilled out to the side and they were using all the barricades and it, it felt quite like a, a, an intense kind of stiff match and they were really kind of you know going at it which was great um yeah it just i don't think it quite quite lived up to the hype that it had on it but it mm. was it was still good it just wasn't you know great is what i thought yeah I thought it was a good placeholder world title mini feud. Mm. So kind of like before we really find out who Moxley is going to be feuding with heading into Double or Nothing. Because, I mean, really, we still don't know. You know, I'd be interested to see if it's someone like a Brody Lee. Uh, because mm. you've got to imagine that like Matt and Jericho, you know, Matt Hardy and Jericho are doing something there. There's, you know, something with the tag title still with the inner circle. They'll be the finals for the TNT title tournament, so that takes people like a Lance Archer, you know, you'd presume out of it. And even if Lance Archer isn't in the finals for that tournament, he's likely feuding with Cody. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of then sort of opens up like, well, okay, who is this person? Who is going to be going up against Moxley for the title at Double or Nothing? Because while Double or Nothing isn't happening at the MGM Grand anymore, it is still going ahead just in an empty arena. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it'd be curious. I'm curious to see, like, you know, starting next week now who moxley's title contender is going to be and they have not all that many people to choose from i'm sure they had you know best laid plans but uh yeah i'm i'm curious to see out of the people that they've got i'm curious to see who's gonna to step up to moxley now yeah i mean i if i was to put a some cards down on the table and make some predictions i do wonder if the plan would have been and i maybe they'll still go ahead with this is is brody lee mm. because the dark order are the number one uh they're ranked number one in the tag tour and the uh tag rankings as well so you could have the dark order going after the tag tiles and brody lee going after the world title mm so there could be something around that but i guess we'll find out next week cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, so Ollie and I have been recording our WrestleMania 21 review, which we're mm. hoping will either go up on Friday, but might go up on Monday. It depends on when uh, we can sort of get together and get it finished. I don't think we're going to get any recording done today. And we've got um, potentially some No Rolls Bard material to be filmed tomorrow. <laughs> what? Potentially. Crazy. Um, Crazy. So yeah, so we're hoping it's going to be on Friday, but it might be on Monday. But yeah, we've uh, already talked for about two hours on the bit. We've already done the first three matches. So um, amazing. Yeah, it's 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 been a lot of fun to revisit that match and uh, to revisit that show. In fact, uh, and if you are one of our twenty-five dollar and above pledge hammers on Patreon, you get your own personalized shout out, like these chaps here: Robin Banks, Lee Roberts. Woo! Thank you very much. All-star Chuck Turner. Very Ooh. appropriate for this show. Marcus, yep. he's got soul. Campbell, it's a hey. football joke. It's a football joke. Mr. Patreon 1000, Mike Perry. Nice. Yes. He, he can last Sean Fur longer than you in the ring. It's yes, a brilliant he... pun. It's great. The second coming, Kev Jr. Oh, dear Woo. me. Yes. Becky's favorite brother, James Lynch. Woo! Yes, I'm sure they are definitely related. Let's have a drink, Chris Merriman. Yes, thanks, Chris. The Hitchhiker. Is it Misha? Misha Daniel. Well, I did it to to rhyme with Hitchhiker, so I assumed it was Micah. Micah. The Hitchhiker, Micah Daniel. Now you got it both ways. Woo! There we go. Tantalizing Travis Magdalo. Very nice. Yes, thank you. Duncan. Just Duncan. Woo! And finally for today, Ari the Boozerweight Feldberg. Woo! Thank you, everyone. Uh, let's dive into your super chat on this topic. Um, Rory the Right says JR questioning barriers and shares was a nod to Meltzer's tweets about barriers, wasn't it? I mean, it, it I might. Don't have been. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But for, I, do you know what? Don't play that inside a baseball. Like, yeah. Because if you, this is. It, I always bring this up. It's. It was in the death of WCW. It's a. It's a 
promo that Kevin Nash cut once that Vince Russo had sort of cut from because Vince Russo believed that everyone was reading the internet and there was an instant backstage with a wrestler and a knife and so Kevin Nash kept saying to the guy hey you're going to bring a knife uh, out for this fight and the crowd didn't react to it whatsoever because yeah. they're not reading the dirt sheets yeah. they're not it's like it, it's the sort of inside of baseball thing and I, I, to be honest maybe it was a reference to, to Meltzer's tweet but for me it just sounded like Salty JR and Salty JR is my least type of JR Exactly, it's my least yeah. favorite type. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, was, it reminds me of New Japan JR when mm. he was getting really, really salty about rules and stuff. Uh, the bad one, Ryan B. Bad said, instead of JR, we could have had Tom and Byron whispering. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Mm. Yeah, it's been a it's been a bad year for sort of like no uh, brawls and memories. There's a guy outside wearing a Finn Balor T-shirt. Oh, that's cool. Going too sweet mm-hmm. him. You never see that. You never <laughs> see people wearing wrestling t-shirts outside of outside of a wrestling thing. Well, go into sweet him right now. Maybe. Screw Is the it? live stream. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just go do it. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> Actually, there was that time cuz I did wear I had a Finn Balor t-shirt that I was wearing at my local Sainsbury's mm. and uh, a worker just came up behind me just like by my behind my ear and went Finn Balor. <laughs> <laughs> Crap my pants. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, Matthew McFadden, uh, this is based on your taste, but for me, with a lack of crowd and only one commentator, the match was a bore fest. Slow start and never picked up. And that's kind of, you know, the sort of the, the reactions that I have seen online, which is why I was quite mm. curious to sort of pose the question and see what other people did think of it and see what you thought of it. I, I do feel like I might be in the minority that, that enjoyed this match. But, you know, that's, that's, that, that's fair enough. It's certainly to each their own. Um, and Cannamil Probabil said uh, because work I had my eyes off screen for most of the match usually commentary uh, can tell me uh, when to look up again but JR never did yeah that, that, that was the impression I got was just uh, you never know when the big spots were because he didn't react to anything nothing was big in the match which is a shame because yeah. there was some really nice uh, big spots uh, and lastly from the Adnap2 uh, who said for uh, potentially better world title matches in North America uh, Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan from Impact Wrestling which was good mm. you know it was good it wasn't it, do you know what that match was not as good as I wanted it to be mm. I was re- and that's that's probably on me but I was really really hyped for that match I was really looking forward to it and I don't think it fully delivered yeah yeah I'd agree with that I, I can't think of anything better maybe Fiend Brian who did the, yeah, the, which the actually fiend, was really did, good. Did the Fiend face anyone at Elimination Chamber? Or was it Goldberg at that point? I'm confused on timelines now. Yeah, Goldberg had won the belt by that point, hadn't he? Which right. is because we Cause didn't have a world title defense. That's yeah, right. So we didn't have a world title defense at Elimination Chamber because Brock right. wasn't there and neither was Goldberg. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So then Roman won and Baszler won the other one. Right? Roman won... Uh, sorry, not Roman didn't win a chamber. Who did win a chamber? Was Baszler and... Uh, uh, ba- Baszler won... Was there only one chamber? No, there was. There was the tag. There was the tag the chamber. Tag one. And Morris- of course. God, it was only last month. Jesus. It was like last year. And then, of course, the SmackDown after Roman came out and was like, "Me next." And then Goldberg was <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, that's fine." God. <laughs> I oh, guess it's boy. you then. Yeah. Jesus. God, that feels like so long ago. I know. It was god. like just like it's like less than over a month ago. You know what I mean? Oh god. Okay. Oh. Just about over a month ago.
on with the main show. Yes. Uh, so the show opened with Jake Roberts doing one of his awesome promos, as usual, about Lance Hoyt, saying that Lan- Lance Hoyt... I've written here Lance Hoyt in my, in my notes. Lance Archer. Mm. I did that three times before correcting myself. Uh, he's saying that Lance was made for this. The title is a ball. Do you want to take the ball away from the dog? Uh, he was, you know, they're talking about like how he's so dangerous. He was forced out of this country and made to go work in Japan. Uh, he's a friggin' animal. I thought this was. I, I, I love. I, I love Robert's promos uh, yeah. for for Lance Archer. I think they're so so cool. Yeah, I, this is the first time I'm getting to comment on this on a live stream, but they are awesome. I love them so much. Yeah. I love. I love Jake the Snake, and yeah, these are these are fantastic promos. These are great. They're putting over Archer so well can't say more about that really they're great and cutting cutting it together with that sort of like short film that they did of sort of like in that back that that sort of like exploitation rob zombie style setting of him sort of like beating up all these random dudes in this makeshift ring i just thought it was rad it was so so cool so good and then that led into Cole Cabana doing a promo talking about his career and sort of putting himself over. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a, not to these words, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm a bit of a goof, but people do underestimate me because I am also a really good wrestler. Yeah, I'm a podcaster. Yeah, I'm an entertainer. Yeah, I'm a commentator, but I am also a wrestler. And he said, you know, the Murderhawk monster's been all over Japan. I've been all over the world. And being the TNT champion really does mean a lot to me. So I thought it it was a wonderful step up to to put over Archer as this sort of dominating monster, but also putting over Colt Cabana as this sort of heart and soul guy mm. that does want to to be this champion. And he's not just some joke like like Marco Stunt is for 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 his match. And yeah, I thought this was a it led into a really really cool match between Cabana and Lance Archer. Yeah, I I really like that uh, Cabana promo. I I think it's just generally because obviously I've been watching a lot of WWE just because I review NXT and and SmackDown every week. Um, it's refreshing to go over to to Dynamite and hear what is quite clearly an unscripted promo because Cabana is so naturally charismatic and so able to just like carry and deliver a promo and he's just saying things that normal people say which is is just so refreshing and it was so it it made me so much more invested in Colt as a character for him to just say look these are all the things I've done and now this is what I'm going to do yes I might be a comedy goof yes I might have done all this other stuff but I can wrestle I'm a good wrestler I've been wrestling for 15 years I know what I'm doing uh yeah, I, I thought it was great. It really put him over. It was a really, really solid promo, which led straight into the match because, yeah, I, I really like the flow of it. Just have one video package, two video packages. Here's the match with those two. Loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really, really cool. And you had sort of Archer getting frustrated early on because Colt essentially was playing games with him, sort of like, you know, Archer was on the outside getting like really sort of angry and stuff. And as soon as he got into the ring, Colt would go outside and things like that. So Archer murdered him for a bit for doing that. Um, we've got an ad break during this before Colt started making his comeback. But the Archer catches him with a pounce out of nowhere, the choke slam and the blackout for the win. So good, good big win for, for, for Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it, you know I think a lot of people are suddenly presuming we were talking about this last week. Oh no, I've just seen in the chat that Howard Finkel's passed away. What? No. I just looked up. Oh man, I just looked up f- for just a brief moment there. No way. Oh man, sorry if we are sort of like slightly derailing this chat, but I just want to say uh, so many people have said it. I hope this is not just the chat being trolls here no wwe have tweeted themselves oh man jesus god dang it that one sucks oh man 
at the age of 69 as well. 69, dude. man. Oh, that's no age. Oh, man. That, like, he is sort of the, he's the voice of wrestling for me. He is my announcer. Like, the, and no! Yeah. Is, like, whenever, you know, no matter who does it afterwards, no matter who tries to attempt Fink, no one will ever be as good at doing that as Fink was. Yeah, I, I virtually just went on the WWE.com article about it, and they've literally said, like, his distinctive calls, and especially the, and new <laughs> world champion. Yeah, they've, they've commented on that themselves. And I think it's WrestleMania <sighs> X7, um, one of my favorite Fink calls, because there's quite a lot of sass around it is when the match, I think it's the world title match between Rock and Austin, someone can correct me on this one because I think it's this match, gets announced as no disqualification. And he's like, and there will be no disqualifications. <laughs> JR, since when? Since when? Uh, it's, uh, oh, that's yeah. great. That sucks. And this year. Yeah, that's really sad. This year can do one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, Arch Archer won. Back to oh man, back Archer to won. Archer won. I thought it was a good match. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Archer looked great. Looking forward to the next round. Whoever Archer has to face. Um, right, Britt Baker uh, cut a fun promo, um, sort of from her dentistry, which I think is a really fun setting for her to cut promos from. Uh, with sort of the flip chart of how you should be a good role model, and she does not a good role model because she's a dangerous. However, Britt Baker. The hero fought back valiantly. Mm-hmm. And, you should and always goes, fight, fight fair. Yeah, and it was like, and really, who's the true winner? <laughs> like <that> was, <laughs> which I did so think good. though, I did think there was going to be more rules than one because she was like, rule number one, fight fair. There hey. was never a rule number two. It's an ongoing thing, man. Because the yeah, probably. What, what's great about this, and what I particularly love about this, is she then contradicts herself in her match because she fights fair, but she wins by smashing someone's teeth against the ring, which isn't really yeah. fighting fair. Excellent no. heel shenanigans. It's very good. Yep. Really simple, it. simple heel stuff, but I, I quite enjoyed that. But yeah, this was it was Britt Baker versus Cassandra Gold. Hikarashita uh, was at ringside. Uh, Baker just sort of super kicked her right at the start posed with her for a little bit stomped her in the teeth and won I thought made a baker yeah. look awesome <laughs> yeah it was literally like 30 seconds and after that super kick she literally went to the outside in the apron just started posing next to Cassandra Gold being like oh aren't I great I'm amazing and then got back in the ring and yeah stomped on the back of her head yeah no it was really good really good look for, for Britt Baker liked it uh, I'll tell you what else was great was the bubbly bunch <laughs> she was <laughs> the inner circle effectively okay. doing this was the inner circle doing an episode of Being the Elite, where they were just all FaceTiming each other and cutting promos on various members of the of the uh, the Elite. My favorite moments were Hager saying he was going to kick the S out of John Moxley, and his kids put their hands over his ears, and yep. Jericho making a fried egg and badly pouring it's orange juice. <laughs> but why? Why is any of this happening? And then at the end of it, it says, hold on, my sister's on the phone. Fixers says, like, I still don't have any toilet paper. <laughs> this was so weird. <laughs> so weird. I didn't know why any of it was happening. I couldn't stop laughing, but I wasn't sure why. I can't tell you what about this was funny, but it just was, okay? And there was random bits where Jericho was talking, and then it just cut to some dogs, and then it cut back to him again. Uh, I think Ortiz was talking and it cut to some like it was some, dolls the, the that dolls, he had yeah. like, like plushy dolls things 
and and it cut back to him again. I was like, what are these cuts? Why are we, what what's happening? I'm so confused. It was so weird. But I think I liked it. Yeah, I I think I enjoyed it too. I, I'm going to very much preface that with I think I liked it. <laughs> yeah, because they are goofy. I think. I, they are goofy heels, so them acting like yeah. goofy heels sort of it totally works in their characters. And I thought Jericho in particular was very very funny, particularly when he spilt the orange juice and it cuts back to the other shot and he's not spilt any orange juice. I'm like, come on, Chris, <laughs> mate, continuity. <laughs> Let it be known as well that Chris Jericho fries eggs with metal spatulas in a non-stick pan. Come on, Jericho. I was going to say, that had to be on purpose, right? That it has to, <laughs> yeah, be. Totally. <laughs> to be. To write up people like, come on, Chris. <laughs> uh, speaking of the inner circle, Sammy Guevara was up next again. Shug D. Shug D, AKA Pineapple Pete, supposedly. Yeah. Shug D, my boy. Uh, we got a, a photo of him on the set, and he uh, once saw that and was very, very thrilled. Um, nice. So, yeah, good, what good a, lad. He was great uh, at the, the Progress show I saw him out last year as well. Um, he does some comedy. Sammy shuts that down for a bit. Shug makes a, a, a comeback for a brief moment, and then Sammy hits his reverse GTS for the win. Cuts a promo after the match saying he's going to beat the S out of Darby Allen next week, and to demonstrate, he's going to beat up Shug some more. And then Darby Allen runs down to make the save. Very simple and effective booking for your tournaments next week, which Sammy is in. Yep. You know, it, it's Sammy versus Darby. Mm-hmm. Make Sammy look strong. Make Darby look like the hero. Sammy's 100% the heel. Um, and, and, you know, Darby uh, Darby's the face. Solid stuff. Yeah, you can't get much more simple than that. It was good. It was solid. Yeah, like there's nothing else to talk about. It was a good match and it just built solidly for next week. It's yep. good stuff. Also, yeah. shout out to Excalibur because during his promo, he did it in front of all of his tabletop games. Um, mm-hmm. So he's a good lad. I've written here, yep. he does it in front of tabletop games. He's amazing. He also picks marks. <laughs> 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 uh, speaking of people getting wins to set up their tournament matches for next week, we had Kip Sabin versus Chuck Taylor. Um, this was Chucky e. T beating mm. the ever loving F out of Kip Sabin for quite some time. Um, you had Jimmy Havoc getting annoyed around ringside because, you know, they're, they're friends. They're, they're currently rooming together. And you had Jericho making fun of him, saying that he lives in a box. And um, Havoc tweeted out today saying, I actually live in their basement. Um, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Um, Kip, uh, it was actually, I, I say this was Chuck being up, but I thought this was quite back and forth at times because one man would get the advantage of it, the other man would get the advantage, one man. So it was quite back and forth, but Chuck looked very, very dominating when he was on top. Mm yeah that's very true yeah it, it did feel pretty pretty one-sided even if um uh kip sabian got some of the the offense every every now and then it did feel pretty pretty chuck taylor heavy um but you had orange cassidy and uh penelope ford on the uh at ringside as well yes um, <laughs> and uh and they, they played into the match as well there was quite a funny bit where um, Penelope Ford got up on the apron and started taking her top off to try and allure uh, Chucky e. T and then uh, and then immediately after Orange Cassidy gets up on the rope and takes his jacket off to try and allure Kip Sabian which I thought was really really funny it was um, funny yeah and but then, then, uh, ha- but then it- Havoc killed him for it Havoc sort of yeah. like absolutely wiped out Orange Cassidy on the outside which distracts the referee enough so for Penelope Ford to hit her Hurricane Rana onto uh, Chuck Taylor and Kip rolled him up for the win so mm-hmm. that is you know I, I guess we got Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford as a bit of a unit now which I'm all for yeah. because I, I think if there's one thing that Jimmy has needed in AEW is a direction 
and you know it's it's a shame that nothing ever really came off of the the cracker barrel clash that he had uh, all mm. out last year which for my money was one of the best matches of, of 2019 it was so wonderfully fun and um and they love to have fun and um <laughs> So yeah, I, I thought this was uh, this was some good stuff. I'm, I'm quite excited to see what they do as sort of like a little triangle unit. And it, they announced later on in the show that it's going to be Jimmy Havoc versus Orange Cassidy next week on TV, which I am all in for. I'm so yeah. in for that. That's gonna be a that's gonna be great. They said that was Orange Cassidy's singles AEW debut. Dynamite's debut. Right? Dynamite Dyn- debut, right? I was gonna say, I was like, I'm pretty sure he's had a singles match. He had that one against Pack, didn't he? But that yeah. was on a that was on pay per view. On a pay per view. Uh-huh, yeah. you see, it's that uh, little loophole. Of course, yeah. Uh, the, but yeah, that should it's be the really, longest, really good. The longest running episodic weekly television show about professional <laughs> wrestling. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's how you get around these things. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Sean Spears, after his loss to Cody last week, it's a bit of a, uh, a video package here showing him beating Billy Gunn on Dark, and then he quite quickly beat up Justin Law. Although this was quite funny, really, because like Spears is in the ring, very much laughing at this competition in front of him. You know, he's not even taking off his T-shirt, and he's like, "Come on, come on, try and roll me up, try and roll me up." And then this guy doesn't get to near fall. <laughs> so <I was> like, <laughs> I really like that though because he was being super cocky about it, and as soon as he nearly rolled him up, he was like, "Oh, now I'm gonna kill you." And then yeah. he and then he just went to town and just absolutely murdered this poor lad. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they just hit the C4 for the win. It was great. Yeah. He uh, liked it. Good stuff. And then yeah, announced next week we've got Kip Sabian versus Dustin and Sammy versus Darby in the TNT tournament. Jimmy Havoc versus Orange Cassidy. Brody Lee and Kenny Omega will be in action though, uh, not together. So it's a, a quite a stacked week next week. Mm. I totally. imagined that AEW are probably going to be looking to. They're going to think they're on to pick up the win in the ratings this week because they were heavily promoting a world title match with Moxley, you know. So I would have thought they'd be looking to do quite well in the ratings this week. And overall, I thought it was a pretty good show. I, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the, the the hour that came before the... Because it was, you know, a lot of sort of like smaller matches to lead up into the big main event. It was a very simply put together show. I thought all the stories they told were very, very good. And they're all building into next week. And, you know, this is certainly the benefit of pre-taping a lot of stuff because AEW have taped all the way up until double or nothing so that's like you know the almost the end of May so they have got like two months worth of material in the can that they're now just sort of cycling through and yeah mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a solid solid show yeah I thought it was pretty good uh, I liked a lot of the build for the coming weeks that a lot of the build for the tournament was great uh, like I said I thought the main event was good but it didn't quite live up to the hype um, that it should have potentially uh, and as someone who's actually watched AEW and NXT I can say that I, I think I preferred NXT this week simply because that might just be because I watch NXT all the time and I'm more you know invested in those storylines and stuff don't know if you saw what happened on NXT there's a couple of really big debuts on that show good god they were big debuts um, we, won't say them here a, a, we won't say them here because people no, might not have seen absolutely them not absolutely not um, and they had a, a great match between uh, Swerve and Tazawa that was in the interim Cruiserweight tournament match, which was awesome. Uh, so yeah, there, there was possibly more stuff that I'm just more invested in. It might just be me being, you know, biased towards NXT. Um, but I do think that some of the big stuff on the show felt big, and it was some really solid like undercard wrestling. Whereas I thought like this show was just constantly like really good 
Whereas I think NXT kind of had, it had a couple of downs, but it, with the big stuff felt like really, really big and really like over the top and good. So yeah, eh, very similar, but I'd say NXT just edges it. But That was going to be my question actually as to which show you mm. thought was uh, the better of the two this week. And uh, yeah, looking at it on paper, I've not actually seen NXT yet, but yeah, those debuts that you spoke of uh, sound rad. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I saw a gif of the, the swerve uh, to Zawa match and boy, howdy, that swerve's a good talent. He's... Oh, he is, isn't he? always good he's good mate he's good <laughs> there's also a brutal spot from tozawa who does like a running cannonball from the apron into the barricade oh yeah he it's... did that on raw it was nuts oh yeah that, that was don't be that... taking those bumps that's the one that jerry lawler got in trouble for because he called it the uh, ramen noodle moonsault um yeah, yeah which yeah. you know which it was completely uh, completely out of line but i did love matthew uh tweeting about that saying i can see why people are really upset about jerry lawler's call there it's clearly a senton okay over on the uh support wrestle talk link down below wrestletalk.com forward slash support uh we actually had a few from yesterday as well that came in during the stream but we had like i don't want to apologize to those people who didn't get their super chats uh read out it's just because we had so many tabs open and we had mm. a lot of lot of moving pieces so i've just missed those uh but sean cardia said just seen the news and tune in so obviously in relation to the wwe releases uh, it's shocking thank you for covering this right now guys i know it's late in the evening over in the uk this is crazy hope most of these wrestlers have a lot of success outside of wwe when life goes back to normal uh yiddy yada said keep up the good work guys been watching you for a long time upset about the news today therefore sending you my wwe network money uh bought a support wrestling t-shirt a while back and made it all the way to florida thank you and stay safe absolutely you stay safe out there in florida in particular uh and pace dawn said vince says uh look at the bright side now the remaining talent will stop complaining about having to work live um on to today's topic however jobber jj got in touch to say i uh, didn't feel like watching nxt live so i didn't aw was great jericho on commentary was goddamn incredible i love sammy and the bubbly bunch should be a new sitcom lance archer is a joy to watch thank you rust talk and all the mods for your hard work thank you jobber jj thank you um we've also had a donation in i'm not going to read the name because the comment says can this be anonymous yes it can and we very much thank you for for your support that you've given us you guys you guys absolutely rule and average wrestling fan said uh, i'm enjoying that sammy is getting mic time without jericho there to speak for the whole group hopefully he can keep improving inner circle seg- inner circle segments continue to be a highlight which are always fun looking forward to Quizzlemania. plug it here indeed yeah indeed 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 yes quizzlemania was meant to be last night but we didn't think it was appropriate to do it last night with everything going on so we're doing it tonight instead um it's going to be ollie davis versus the debuting laurie blake versus reigning champion randy andy Datsun, who is putting his hair on the line if he doesn't win and special guest brian zane from wrestling with regret so we're really excited to have brian uh onto the channel and, and part of the quiz yeah i think it's gonna be a really fun show check it out um their mods will probably put a link to it up in the chat so you can go there now and <laughs> and you do that mods and set yourself a reminder so you can check that out later on um and it's also available as a podcast so uh, search mm. on apple podcast on spotify wherever you get your podcast from the audio version of it is available and it is lovely stuff so yeah on, can't wait on with the super chats colostopia said moxley was good commentary wasn't 
yeah, I think the commentary might mm. have really hurt the, uh, uh, the, the the match on this. And he adds, um, we're just, uh, Moxley, we're just getting it all over the house. The man is a legend. Sammy proving 100% that he is Latino. And Jericho, bad editing on the juice. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, have you got the document open? I do. Cool. Do you yes. want to take the next few then? Uh I shall. Uh, Di- General Dynamite related super chat's got one from Ben Isaacs here that's saying, I'll be honest, after yesterday, I was just entirely disinterested in watching wrestling in general. I just couldn't get into the show at all. Do you know what? Yeah, I think that might have been because me and Ollie said this on yesterday's stream that we did that, you know, we've got to watch Dynamite in the morning, but it really doesn't feel that important anymore. No, exactly. Yeah. I felt that way watching NXT and watching Dynamite. I was like, it just doesn't feel right, does yeah. it? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, some general wrestling related super chats now we've got one from Duffs101 who said after Saudi Arabia and now this week why does WWE keep making it so hard to feel pride in being a wrestling fan um, being a fan of wrestling and being a fan of WWE I feel like uh, also of WWE's business practice I feel two very very different things like I, yeah. I'm you know I'm very proud to be a wrestling fan uh, but WWE's business practices I am less fond of yeah it's a shame just because in the general public perception WWE equals wrestling which is really annoying because I don't really want to be defined by WWE's <laughs> actions, but sure. Yeah. Um, uh, Garage Art with a V, Les. Thanks for the super chat, mate. Moderator Les. Uh, unrelated, but yesterday's WWE story has made me more pissed than any storyline ever has. It's one of those situations where wrestling meets real life. Yeah, yeah sucks, it's man. gone way, way beyond the wrestling bubble, this one, unfortunately. Yeah, it's not been a great week for WWE um, PR. No, exactly. Uh, Austin Tussie, uh, do you think WWE is going to prioritize people who want to be released first? And R.I.P. Finkel alongside JR, the voices of wrestling, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. It's like I, I've, I thought WWE got rid of Fink too soon in terms of taking him off mm. doing the the announcing duties. I always thought that he had so much more left to give. You know, they took him off TV because he was too old, and I think he was only forty. Like he wasn't mm. old at all. Like he was, you know, which is a real, real shame. Um, do you think the WWE are going to prioritize people who want to be released first? Possibly. Uh, I think Ollie said in his news today yeah. that some of it was just, you know, they asked, do you want to go? And some people said, yeah. yes, I would have thought that's probably the Rusev situation. You know, they probably yeah, said, do totally. you want to go? I'm almost wondering whether it's the Rowan situation. Because didn't Harper on Maybe. Talk is Jericho kind of like almost accidentally say something about Rowan and then said, oh, well, no, I better not. Oh, I'm not sure about I'm that. I'm pretty sure there's something around Possibly. that. So, you know, maybe that's in that sort of situation as well, though. That, yeah, Rowan wanted to go. Yeah. Who knows? Totally possible. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Kaur says RIP to the Indeed. Fink. Absolutely. Uh, and Russell Talk related super chats. Uh, Gazzatola of Rock and Roller said, uh, I'm now in isolation, so taking a page from uh, Henry Cavill's book and painting Warhammer and having a lovely bit of cup of tea whilst enjoying Russell Talk. Thumbs up emoji. Well, have Thumbs fun with you your painting well. Warhammer figures, uh, Gaz. Yeah. We were having a conversation yesterday about whether we're going to set up almost like a uh, some uh, digital Warhammer matches, uh, particularly on 40k, because. 40k is is the best of the Warhammer franchises. Don't <laughs> at me. <laughs> Never got into Warhammer. I felt very left out of that conversation. Oh, I mean, I, I say the I say the Warhammer 40k is the best one. We all know it's really Necromunda, but uh, again, don't at me. Don't at me, fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, 
Uh, last couple here. We've got uh, DC Carter had a super chat with no message. Thank you Thank for you. that. And a last minute super chat from James Handley that said uh, Britt Baker should start saying hashtag role model. I think it would make her role model thing even funnier because there's nothing more douchey than saying the word hashtag in conversation. Hashtag I agree. Um... <laughs> <laughs> hashtag real talk. <laughs> Chops, I know you're a busy, busy man at the moment, so I'd imagine you don't have time to listen to all of the podcast uh, content that we put out. Absolutely not. No, I have no, no, I've no. barely been listening to any, if I'm honest. No, exactly, because who has the time, Exactly, really? yeah. But one of the things that Ollie and I were discussing on the Raw episode was my, uh, my brother's girlfriend has never watched wrestling before. Mm-hmm. And so she asked, well, sort of like the, the, the sort of challenge was put out to me, can I find a wrestling match to show a first time viewer? There mm-hmm. were certain parameters that it had to be. So it had to be under 20 minutes. Okay. Had to be sort of show off the big grand spectacle of wrestling. So, you know, a good match with good commentary, but also good crowd reactions, mm-hmm. perhaps some big entrances. Be available on YouTube. Oof. Right. Yeah. Okay. And not be too violent. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't want to see people get really hurt. Okay, so not death matches. It's a good, nope, good start. Ex- exactly, yeah. Nothing like a big crazy oh. ladder match or anything like that where people do look like they get super duper uber hurt in it, unless it's Randy Orton, of course, and there's lack of bumps in a ladder match. Yeah, cool. Uh, so we put the call out to uh, to members of the SWAP Nation to make their suggestions. Um, it's interesting enough, some regular, you know, some some common uh, repeated occurrences have come up in people's suggestions. But uh, this one comes in from Joe, who says uh, she should watch Kevin Owens versus John Cena, NXT champ versus USA champ. Video package before tells you everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. That's a great show. I don't know how long the match is. I would have guessed that it would have been over 20, but I guess it wasn't. That's a great show. Um... Uh, Abraham says, uh, Hey, Luke and Chopper, hope you're doing great. Just listen to the Raw podcast. Here's some matches I could think of Seth Rollins versus Miz versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania 34. The match has a big feel of WrestleMania and it's two of the best in WWE and Finn and Seth. Miz isn't too bad either. Cherry on top, the super babyface Seth Rollins wins. Match goes 15 minutes and 30 seconds bell to bell. However, it goes 24 minutes with entrances. I think the entrances are important because it's WrestleMania with lights, music, and the god awful AR. The match is unfortunately not on YouTube. Well, Abraham, why are you suggesting it then, mate? <laughs> it, and then it says, if you're particular about it on YouTube, yes, I'm particular about it on YouTube. That was part of the brief. Come on, uh, they don't have Because the net- they don't have the network. If you're particular about it being on YouTube, Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar versus John Cena from Royal Rumble 2015 is Loki, one of the best matches WWE have ever put on. Characters are very used to understand. Match goes 23 minutes bell to bell and is on WWE's YouTube. P.S. The Ronda Tag Match at Mania goes 30 minutes because that was going to be my suggestion. Oof. Um, I, I said to Ollie, the, the Ronda Tag Match at Mania 34. Yeah. yeah, apparently it goes... And, and Ollie put it right himself. He said, I bet you it goes longer than 20 minutes. It's a Triple H match. Mm. And he yeah. was absolutely right. Yeah. I think that was my one gripe with that match was I, I thought it was a bit long. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that match and I thought it was great and it really put over Ronda and the whole spot where she started wailing on Triple H I thought it was awesome it was great but I was like it's a bit long though isn't it like Stephanie McMahon blocked that armbar like five times I was like mm, I feel like it should have been once or twice sure yeah 
it's still it's still high up on my list though even if it is 14 minutes over brief um alex says uh hey luke and every other member of the swap nation i have the perfect match for your brother's girlfriend uh but you need to include the video package at the start and pretend it's 20 minutes on uh, 20 minutes long and not 22 chris jericho versus Shawn michaels from wrestlemania 19 it's an extraordinary match one of my favorite or an extraordinary match one of my favorites and there's the soap opera element at the end i think it's a perfect suggestion anyway stay safe that's from alex kirkman aka kirky great shout mate that is a very good shout. Uh, Brendan has suggested Rock versus Hogan from WrestleMania X8. She'll know who. I don't know, but he says you'll. She'll know who the Rock is. The crowd is electric. The premise of Icon versus Icon is the best and doesn't need a backstory. Uh, no one gets hurt, and it's under twenty minutes. Perhaps, but like, and this is the thing. I, I, I've a few people have said like, oh yeah, you know, they're legends. They're legends. She doesn't know if they're legends. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, the commentary might be able to cover for a lot of that. But if she doesn't know, like, how iconic that moment is of Rock versus Hogan, like, that that stare down is, then are you going to really get into the sort of the drama of it as well? Exactly. Surely that match requires you to be a wrestling fan before you before going in. Absolutely, yeah. Because, yeah, it's stuff like that that we take for granted where we're like, well, obviously this is a big moment. It's like, well, they, they, they won't know that. It's like I, I, mm. I tried introducing a friend a couple years ago into wrestling, and the first thing I showed them was uh, Royal Rumble 2018, I think, just because it's fun. It's quite long, granted, but it's a fun thing there's lots of people being thrown around it's quite easy to be like oh this person's in i like this person they eliminated this person that's fine and then we showed them what was it i think it was that year's wrestlemania the 34 i think we actually watched that live with them i think and they didn't understand the three count they didn't understand that you had to pin someone to win that just because i'd shown them the royal rumble they didn't know anything about wrestling they'd only seen the royal rumble and then they'd seen wrestlemania and they were like wait so they have to count to three so the shoulders have to be on them. I was like, oh, you know, you know nothing about wrestling, like literally nothing about wrestling. That's yeah, that's it was it was a bit of an eye opener. And I was like, wow, there's some things we really take for granted when we show people matches. Like if if they don't understand a three count, how are they going to buy into any like near falls or anything? Like, yeah, it was uh, yeah. it was a, it was a strange one. By the way, Rock versus Hogan, not on YouTube. Is it not on YouTube? No, I've just had a, uh, I had a Google, um, can't find it. Gutted gutted uh what was the other suggestion that we had there was one that was on youtube it was uh, the the triple threat from royal rumble which i think is such a good shout because that's a mm. great match yeah uh that's yeah that's that's a really really good shout um uh i also had a suggestion from wrestletalk.com's uh louis danger dangor mm-hmm. uh, who suggested the SummerSlam 2018 main event which is the fatal four-way for the title with brock joe braun and roman bloody love that that's a really really good shout great really good match, shout that. that one yeah um this comes in from dave who says luke and the team first time emailer regular pod swafter uh dave parker here thank you for all the content in these trying times certainly keeping me going while uh off work and enjoying the additional wrestle talk extra content you've been supplying also enjoying under consultation as a big fan of the show and enjoying that too thank you very much mate my suggestion for the first time uh for the first time match would be triple h versus the rock from backlash 2000 for the wwf title with the video package before including austin ref firings and dx this is an amazingly emotional match my all-time fave and i still mark out even as a 40 year old to a 20 year uh as a 40 year old 20 years after the event keep up the amazing work that's from dave parker and you know what dave it's one of my faves as well uh we were actually talking about this because we're recording the wrestlemania 21 podcast for Mm. wrestle talk extra for our patreon backers and rest uh, and backlash 2000 was in that poll and it didn't come within an arse's roar of winning because Mm. it's wrestlemania dominated 
And I said to Wally, I was like, it's a shame because that's legit one of my favorite pay-per-views. I've got so many nostalgic love and thoughts about. And I'll never get to do it on WrestleTalk Extra because WrestleMania will always beat it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I found that match on YouTube, so it's a possibility. Uh, mm-hmm. I would have thought a match from that time was probably going to be a bit violent, though. Just in general. I don't think it is. I think it is that violent. I think there might be some colour in it, perhaps, yeah, but I don't think it's that. Um, although Austin does come in and start swinging that chair. Mm. Um, Native Child, uh, this is from Yandy uh, from South Africa, um, says, uh, I think the perfect match would be Sasha versus Bailey from TakeOver Brooklyn. It's the complete match from the build-up, the actual match, and what happens afterwards. Anyways, this email is composed with a heavy heart after all the firings of WWE. Thank you for the content. You guys uh, have a fan from the southern tip of Africa. Uh, yeah, that's and actually somebody else suggested that as well. I think Jamel Bay. Yeah, Jamel Bay said a, a couple of them saying, uh, just fishing this to your podcast. Uh, not sure if they're on YouTube. These popped into my head. Sasha Banks versus Bailey from TakeOver Brooklyn. DIY versus The Revival. Eddie versus Brock from No Way Out. Kofi versus Brian. Again, I think the Kofi Brian match, you need to be a wrestling fan for that one. Yeah. Totally. Uh, any, any New Day versus Usos match? I don't know if I'd go with that one. Mustache Manta versus Undisputed Era and Ember Moon versus Asuka. Your last few I'm not hugely in agreement with. DIY versus Revival I think does hold up. Totally. Uh, uh, but I really think actually the best suggestion we've had so far is Sasha Banks versus Bailey. I don't think it's on YouTube. That's the Arr. problem. I'm having a look and it's got like relive these epic moments and it's like a five minute video so you'd want the full length match but i just don't think it's there curses i'm really annoyed as well because my because my suggestion is also not on youtube which would have been uh sammy zane versus shinsuke nakamura from takeover dallas Ooh, yep just with that entrance because you don't need to know anything about nakamura because it was his bloody debut so you don't need to know anything about it and the video package right before it just says sammy zane is the heart and soul of nxt there you go sorted there's your story but yeah there's I don't your think story that, absolutely. don't think yeah. that's on youtube either god this and is it, hard and you get the first you get the first time of that crowd seeing that nakamura entrance oh, as well god yeah. oh god it's good what a brilliant uh, that we, was one more from the emails uh this was sent in to by christopher who said i heard about the situation in which you're thinking of match to recommend for your future sister-in-law i think this is an easy pick as the first match i showed my girlfriend who'd also never watched wrestling and to me it shows the whole spectrum of wrestling in one this is a very very good suggestion undertaker versus batista from wrestlemania 23 you have the modern-day Hollywood star Dave Bautista, who she might be familiar with. It's 17 minutes long, so it's not too long. It's a physical match and shows incredible athleticism for both men. Bautista bow, uh, powerbombing, power-slamming Taker through the announce table, Taker doing the dive. Shows the full spectrum of WrestleMania with 80,000 strong. Both men have magnificent entrances. Undertaker in his prime, satisfying finish as it's streak versus championship. Uh, also, hmm. very shameless plug for myself and my friend Josh created a WrestleMania 36 concept stage that's had 1.5 million views. We'd love to get your thoughts on it. The channel is Coast to Coast Designs. We have animations of what we thought Randy, Randy Orton and Edge's entrance might have looked like. We've done these concepts annually since around Mania 34 and currently working on our Hollywood theme stage for WrestleMania 37. Salute to all your hard work during these times. Cheers, Chris from Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes, I'm sad. Double or nothing has been cancelled from MGM. Well, that was a. Uh... That was a turbulent email. Um, yeah. Uh, cool you were doing that. those animations. They sound rad. Uh, I might have to go and check those out. Um, I've forgotten what came before that. There's so many different it bits was the, it. 
Undertaker Batista was the match That's suggestion right. from Mania 23, which is a tremendous match, if I remember correctly. I haven't seen it probably since it happened. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, that that's a really, really good match. Uh, let's see. Has it been uploaded by WWE? Oh, no. No, it hasn't. Oh. God. God dang it. Um, and Laxia has also suggested uh, either Andrade versus Gunga- uh, Gargano. I'd imagine that's probably their first their first takeover match. Uh, or Black yeah. versus Dream. But again, I, I think those are almost too deep cuts. Because particularly with the Gargano one as well, because the whole finish around that is the DIY thing. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's Selena yeah, Vega throwing that. the DIY T-shirt, so that's you need to have that context in there to really understand the finish of the match. Yeah. Good matches, like, but yeah, you need to. These these need to be sort of like self-contained stories. Mm-hmm. So almost like, oh, can you have a check to see if this is on YouTube? Sami Zayn versus Cesaro for a minute. Oh, that doesn't show off the grand magnitude of wrestling, does it? Because it was from an NXT. See, th- TV this is show. wait. I think the 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 stipulations you've got for this are almost too much because it's either got to be something that shows off the the pomp and circumstance and you can find a very good 20 minute match that shows off the grandeur of wrestling that's not on youtube or you can find ones that are on youtube that don't show the pomp and circumstance those two things are just like not compatible they uh, do you know what i think you're wrong pete i think you you just you're not got enough confidence in this incredibly stringent list the, uh, of, of things that I need to satisfy. That match from NXT uh, Arrival is also not on YouTube anyway, so... Dang it, dang a, it. There's only uh, a two-minute version. Uh, okay, right, well, the search continues. What matches did we find on YouTube, then? Uh, let's see about that SummerSlam 2018 uh, main event. Let's see if that's on there. Uh... Oh, it's SummerSlam 2017. And the full match is on YouTube. Oh, perfect. Okay, so that's... That that, yeah, Fatal 4-Way, Lesnar Reigns, Joe Strowman from SummerSlam 2017 is there. That's a possibility. Fulfilling the brief. You you said it wasn't possible, Pete, and look at that. You've managed to find it. So the video itself, though, it's 23 minutes, mate. And that doesn't include entrances. Oh, it does not have entrances. It does not have entrances. I've literally just opened the video, and the first thing you see is the four of them in the ring. Dang it. You, want, you kind of want the... Uh, you need the entrances I... to get the pomp and the grandeur. See? I told you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, okay, Pete. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just have to give them my login for the network and just like that give over the very specific instructions of, of of where you need to go. Maybe I'll even queue it up for them so they can just go to continue watching mm. and uh, and and find it from there. Um, but yeah, so you know, but maybe maybe that match is out there. <laughs> this, it, it's on you, Swap Nation. I've I've done enough work as it is. Um, you <laughs> need to uh, do the rest of this. It's all on you guys now to mm-hmm. find us the, uh, the the perfect match to fulfil this brief. I'm all about briefs at the moment because I'm watching the Great British Menu and bloody love that show. And it's all about uh, nailing briefs. Mm. Yeah, that sounds weird out of context, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how have you been entertaining yourself during all of this, uh, Pete? Ooh, have I been? That's the question. Have I been entertaining myself? I don't think I have. <laughs> no, it's been uh, it's been difficult. <laughs> it's been mm. it's been definitely a time. Uh, I, I mentioned this on the NXT podcast as well uh, that I've already recorded with Laurie. Um, that 
uh, both me and my lady partner both play a game called Overwatch, and mm-hmm. but we only have one PC that plays it. Um, so I was like, we'll try it. We'll try and get Overwatch on my laptop, and then we'll see. Maybe we can play Overwatch together at the same time. Wouldn't that be nice? And there was about three pixels on the screen. I was like, oh, cool. This is going to be hard to play with. Um, so it was... Yeah, it didn't quite go well. So we've just been watching a lot of terrible videos, I want to say. They are bad. They're very bad videos. Just bad YouTube content in general. Um, and I've just been working... It's very, it's very harsh to say that about Quizlemania. Hey, man. That's the one thing that's good. That's my one silver lining that I've got. It's the exception that proves the rule. Um, yeah, so I've just been uh, chilling, watching bad stuff. I've been planning a lot of D&D stuff, which is cool, for my second campaign slash second world that I'm making. been doing a lot of planning for that. Made a few maps and stuff like that, which is cool. But yeah, that's about it, really. Not been doing too much else. Do you know what? It's... Uh... This is what happens when we have built a an infrastructure for gaming which requires you to essentially be at home away from people. This is why local multiplayer is always going to be the way forward. <laughs> Never understood this this whole idea that games have taken away local multiplayer. Mm. I've, I've, it boggles my mind yeah. that I own uh, the... It's, it's not a great game, but I own the Godzilla game for the PlayStation but I can't play anyone against it if they come over because they've got to be online and they've got to have their own copy of it. Yeah. You know, that's that's bafflingly idiotic to me. <laughs> like, that's dumb, right? Like, I want to just, like, hang out with your buddies and, and play games. That's why Nintendo are great because they're still flying that flag. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I've kind of made this joke before. I, I said this, I think it was on my on consultation. I kind of made the joke that... Back in the day, local multiplayer was done on 14-inch screens. Like, you would play a four-player round of GoldenEye, and it was on, like, 14-inch televisions because you were playing it in your bedroom. We now have got 80-inch TVs in the house. Like, now's the perfect time for local multiplayer because you've got (laughs) your own, like, full-size TV screen to to have as your, like, HUD. Yeah, basically got a cinema screen in your own home just to try and play multiplayer on. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how local multiplayer came first, and then they took it away. Surely it would be the other way around. To be like, oh, I can't do multiplayer on a screen this small, and now we've got bigger. You'd think it would be implemented, but no, it's gone. It's gone the other way. It's weird. It's gone the other way. Um, right. I mean, I suppose we could get out of here, but uh, we haven't actually had your your thoughts yet on the uh, the, the the WWE uh, Black Wednesday. Uh, do, you, do you want to share your thoughts on it before we decide to get out of here? Uh I mean, it's very upsetting. Uh, I I pretty much watched your full, uh, yours and Ollie's full uh, live stream that you did yesterday. Um, was there just kind of refreshing Twitter like a madman and just trying to keep my eyes on everything I could just to try and see what else was coming in. But it made me quite angry, honestly. I was mm. I was sitting there just kind of like, you know, my... my lady partner came and she was like oh i think i'm gonna go to bed i was like i'm not i'm i'm too like i'm i'm amped up right now i i can't i can't just lie down and just pretend it's not happening and go to sleep i was like nope i i've just gotta get it all out i guess I'm, i was just sitting there quite like upset 
on behalf of these people and just in general like at wwe uh, it, it's like i'm not going to get into the full details of it of why you know why i'm so angry but it ollie explains it pretty well in his uh in his news video that you need to go and watch it's just the the tail end of it really just kind of you know put hammers it home as to exactly why uh, this is such a bad a bad thing but i think the thing that's making me slightly more upset or just disappointed i guess is people that are still just like it's a business i'm like no 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 you you don't get it <laughs> here's here's why it's the really bad thing this isn't a company that's going to go under this is just a company that wants to maximize profits and they've put their profits above the people which is awful uh yeah and it just seems like a lot of people don't don't quite understand that um mm -hmm. which is a bit upsetting but hey ho one thing i will say yeah. though um the uh was it the seth rollins instagram post where he was saying, yeah. you know, it's upsetting about, like, the negativity towards WWE and we all need to come together and be strong and all that stuff. A lot of people are bashing Seth Rollins for that, and I completely get it. I understand entirely why people are upset with what he said. I don't think that's what he meant. I think what he meant was, don't be angry at the employees at WWE. Don't be angry at the wrestlers at WWE. This is when we all need to, to come together and he's trying to portray a positive message but i think when he said don't be angry at wwe a lot of people meant like oh i'm gonna be angry at wwe i like vince mcmahon because he's the one firing these people but i think i don't think he necessarily meant that necessarily yeah I, yeah i don't think that's what he was trying to say but it very much does come across as totally. almost a bit boot, boot licking and being like hey guys don't be angry at wwe about this it's not their fault like that's kind of the way it comes across but yeah, i don't totally. think that was his intended message yeah and I don't think it particularly helps the fact that it's Seth Rollins. Absolutely. You know, that we, yeah. you know, less than a year removed from the whole, we have the best wrestling on the planet, you know. Um, so it, it, it probably doesn't help from that side of things. But it is a very good message from him, you know, mm. that you're trying to come together and trying to support each other. And, you know, I, I don't think that he was wrong to do that. I just think sometimes his Twitter game's very bad. Yeah. And, you know, this, this is what turned him heel in the first place was being very bad at twitter he's the opposite of david Starr. he's very yeah. very bad at twitter exactly yeah um yeah it, it but it's it seeing actually do you see um there was a, a wrestler names escapes me now but he tweeted out that um dolph ziggler bought 200 dollars worth of his t-shirts oh, nice. pro wrestling tees um and he just like he posted up sort of like the order and obviously it says like you know uh, order by nick namath and uh, he was like, wow, this this means a lot to me. Like, nah, heel Ziggler, I, 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 words can't express. And Dolph replied being like, oh, I didn't think it would show my name. <laughs> the guy was like, no, it's all cool. It was just very nice. It was a really nice gesture. So yeah, so like, I thought Dolph's message, I thought Dolph did his, the what Seth was trying to say, but did it way better. And he did it in a very succinct tweet, which was just now is the time to support your favorite indie wrestlers totally like if you if you're if you're sad about Zack Ryder losing his job now is the time to support him he's got a t-shirt up on pro wrestling tees mm -hmm. you know you go you go buy that t-shirt that directly supports these wrestlers yeah we were saying yesterday during the live stream you know these super chats and everything are great but rather than you know and we're very grateful for that money and we're not going to certainly turn it away because we also you know we're also in a, in a company that needs some support but you can also give that money to those wrestlers that that yeah. really need it as well exactly so yeah it, now is the time for us to all come together as wrestling fans and actually like doing that live stream it was a long old live stream it's only meant to be about 20 minutes we went two hours i think in the end yeah um I, I i was knackered by the end of it i was absolutely shattered no kidding um 
but like the, it, the, by the end of it I, I did think it was like this has actually been kind of nice and cathartic to mm. sort of come here and just sort of like you know kind of vents with, with other wrestling fans it's the biggest live stream we've ever done 13,000 people watching it at one point which yeah. is like way above any live stream we've ever done it's bonkers so, so it was actually quite cathartic to, to kind of like vent everything out and kind of like discuss it with everyone so that is up as a podcast as well so if you didn't get a chance to watch the live stream it's it's in the podcast feed um it's ollie and i talking about it for two hours at during times when people's names are still getting released like you know we're kind of updating it as it goes yeah um yeah it's got, it's got lots of downs yeah. uh, but a couple of ups but a couple of ups in there as well mm. um but yeah let's draw this to a close thank you ever so much for listening um yeah the nxt podcast will be up shortly with pete and laurie so if you need more pete in your life there's some pete if you want more laurie in your life he's on the magazine show with me tomorrow um and then hey do you want more pete pete's back on saturday <laughs> with the smackdown review with Randall Andal Datsun, see if he has retained his Quizzlemania crown, um, or whether he is wearing a crown of baldiness because Wee. he is going to shave his head if he loses. Uh, and yeah, make sure you all go and uh, subscribe to Quizzlemania as well, uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, just search for Quizzlemania on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah, just wherever. It's a, it's a great, great fun show. I actually listened to episode two yesterday just to see if it does work as an audio format. And I'm happy to say it does yes. because it was great. Fantastic. So yeah, go go check that out. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.